There is no other podcast like this, so proceed with caution as we challenge your beliefs by providing the forbidden information kept away from you and your family by modern medicine so they can keep you on the path of drugs for anything and drugs for everything. Hundreds of years of preventative medicine have been destroyed by Big Pharma. We're in the dark ages of true healing. After all, it's not just about living long, it's about living well. If your continuing search for answers has led you nowhere, you will find the truth here on the Forbidden Doctor Podcast. Now prepare to have your consciousness explode into the next evolutionary stage of human existence with your hosts, Dr. Jack and Mary Stockwell. Stockwell. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Jack. And Mary. And we are here with Podcast 41. What if soda is killing you? Today, we're going to be sharing with you information, mm. forbidden information about the toxic content of soda drinks. And the reason we decided to focus our entire episode on this is because there is overwhelming evidence that soda drinks are the most dangerous drinks available. In the last podcast, we talked a little bit about other foods that you thought were bad for you that aren't. Um, but most of us know that soda is bad for you. We're going to tell you why. For instance, there is more sugar in one 12-ounce can of soft drink today of a soda than the average American consumed in a whole week 100 years ago when diabetes was almost unknown and most of that sugar then came from fruit. You know, the average American drinks 53 gallons of soda wow. a year, a gallon a week. And if it's regular soda, that comes Here to about comes. 49 pounds of sugar. Which is a non-food. Sugar has no nutritional value at all. Yeah, the whole soda is a non-food. Yes, 49 pounds of sugar a year. Now, that a 50-pound bag of sugar is of considerable size. <laughs> Which will make you of considerable size. <laughs> oh, so here, so what we're going to cover is why it's so bad for you. Just what's in those soft drinks that makes them so desirable. Yes, and the alternatives. We won't leave you hang, hanging. And um, we, you guys already know it's bad for you, but it's not just gain a few pounds bad or might just be killing you bad. <laughs> no. What we're going to talk about, um, and if you decide by the end of the show, if you want to quit soda... As we know how hard it can be, we've prepared a soda detox protocol for you. You can get it at ForbiddenDoctor.com slash 41. So don't forget, once we're done with the podcast, head over to ForbiddenDoctor slash 41 and grab your soda detox protocol. So let's get started. Let's solve the mystery as to why. And I just saw this in the national news the other day. One half of all Americans today are either pre-diabetic or fully diabetic. Even the thin ones. Ooh, One scary, half of scary. all Americans. So, does sugar make you stupid? <laughs> huh? There's a new study that suggests it sabotages learning and memory. And fructose is commonly added to processed foods such as soft drinks, and it was found to hamper memory and slow brain activity yeah, we're gonna, as well. We're going to we'll, talk we'll, about We're going to talk about fructose. In fact, why don't we talk about that first? Okay. One of the number one ingredients in most soft drinks today is high fructose corn syrup. Now, high fructose corn syrup does not occur in nature. This yeah. is man-made, and it's long been associated with fatty liver disease, diabetes, increases in obesity, 
But this new study that we want to mention here, and there's many studies, but this is the one we want to focus on, is the effects it has on the brain. Makes you stupid. Yeah. High fructose corn syrup is an inexpensive ingredient that's added to fast foods and to these fizzy drinks because it's so cheap and it's six times sweeter than the sugar you get from sugar cane. So there was a study that was done down at the UCLA, and they studied the effect of high fructose corn syrup on rats. And they used rats because rats have similar brain chemistry to humans. So these rats were trained. I know some humans that are kind of rats. <laughs> Two-legged rats. <laughs> well, these rats were trained in a maze for five days uh, before the experimental diet began. And the maze only had one exit, and it contained these visual clues like, go this way. So that the, the rats would remember the way through the maze okay, to the exit. so this was a simple, simple maze. A very simple There's maze. There's just one way out. That's right. And they have experimented with very complex mazes. This was a simple maze. So the rats were separated into two different groups. Both of them were given high fructose corn syrup as uh, in the drinking water. But one had their drinking water fortified with omega-3 fatty acids. So the rats were then tested in the maze for uh, for six weeks before the period began. In other words, they had six weeks to get acclimated to the maze, then they did the test. And it was found that the rats that had been given the omega-3s were a lot better at finding their way through the maze, indicating that they were able to remember it. But the rats that had only been given the high fructose corn syrup had a much reduced ability to be able to find their way out of the maze. And this is, as I said, just one or of many studies. find their way out of a marriage. Or find your way out of a bad job, bad relationship. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, and it's just one of, uh, of many studies that show the negative effect of high fructose corn syrup on these test subjects, uh, including humans. And even now, and we were just in the store the other day, and I, and I noticed going down the condiment aisle as I'm trying to find an organic safe mayonnaise, which is hard to find. Yeah. A lot of these products now have this little sign across the product does not contain HFCS, high fructose corn syrup, because it because people are beginning to wake up as to how bad this is. Yeah, there used to be commercials on TV, I remember them, where it said, high fructose corn syrup is safe for your kids. And I had this little mother with her little children. She said, it comes from corn. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, they really it, it, pulled that over on yeah, us. Yeah, it started with corn, but there's an awful lot of stuff that's done to it. So that is high fructose corn syrup that's in almost all soft drinks. You want to take the next one? Well, the you know my little pet peeve is with the, my area of focus that I love is the thyroid. Yes, of course, and the thyroid can be so damaged with bromine, as we talked about in our part one, part two, part three thyroid um, podcasts. And it displaces the iodine. Those were and, podcasts 26, 27, and 28. Yeah. It displaces the iodine and that you so desperately need. But did you know that brominated oils are put into soft drinks? Yes. There's a significant percentage of soft drinks that have brominated oils. And it's a patented flame retardant. Um, <laughs> well, at least the soft actually, drink won't catch on fire. Yeah, it's actually um, banned as a food ingredient throughout Europe and in Japan. <laughs> but it's in 10% of all soft drinks in the U.S. So in 2011, the Environmental Health News, yeah, the Environmental Health News reviews the history of this toxic ingredient. Um, it's in December 12, 2011. And they included the fact that extreme soda binges 
not too far from what many video gamers regularly consume, have resulted in skin lesions, memory loss, and nerve disorders. Yes, but remember, they won't catch on fire. <laughs> yeah, because... Yeah, and the fruit-flavored, it's known as the fruit-flavored flame retardant. It's kind of funny <laughs> that it has a... Um, it, it, has, it brightens the pop of all Well, things. it does, especially the yellow and the green ones. Yeah, Mountain Dew... Um, all the um, Gatorades stay away from the greens and the yellows. Yes, it, like Fanta Orange and Squirt. A squirt. A lot and, of people think Squirt's just fine. And there's a lot of fruit-flavored beverages that have BVO, brominated vegetable oils, on it. And the nutrition, it, 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 you can go to Coca-Cola because they have an awful lot of uh, brominated oil drinks Fanta. because of Fanta. And so you can go to what's known as the Nutrition Connection page of the Coca-Cola website. And it defines BVOs, brominated vegetable oils, as, quote, stabilizers to prevent the citrus flavoring oil from floating to the surface in beverages. Okay. Well, you know. That's worth it. They put in citrus oil. You know, like, uh, what's the, when you when you shave off some of the orange or the lime or the lemon. Uh, oh, what's the called. word for that when you add it to a food? So zest. Is it Zest. Maybe. Something like that. So well, they have oils. The oils are in the skin. And so they'll put some of those oils in these drinks in order to make them flavored like a lime or a lemon or lemon lime, whatever. And what they put the brominated oil in there for is to keep that stuff in suspension. Well, okay, that kind of makes sense. But the problem is, is that it weighs down the citrus flavoring so that it mixes with all these other ingredients, just like flame retardants slow down the chemical reactions that can cause a fire. Ah, so, so it works in the same... It works on the same process. Mm. But don't worry, the FDA says it's safe. <laughs> Brominated vegetable oil is derived from soybeans and corn. Oh, and we've it, talked a lot about how bad those are. We have in previous podcasts, mm -hmm. that's, that's true. And so back in 1970, brominated vegetable oils were removed from the FDA's, quote, generally recognized as safe list. Oh, in they other cared words, for us back in 1970. Well, somebody did. And so the Flavor Extract Manufacturers Association came back to them and said, hey, now wait a second. We can't sell these drinks if we can't have brominated vegetable oils in there. So they came back for reapproval. But they got through it this way this time because it wasn't. It didn't go in as a food additive; it went in as <laughs> a stabilizer, and so that didn't have to be listed as a food. Oh, we thought this was a food. No, no, it's not a food. It's a stabilizer because it stabilizes the citrus oil in solution. Oh, okay. Then if it's a stabilizer, it's all right to put it in there. So in 1977, the they gave them interim approval, limiting it to 15 parts per million. That, that uh, interim has been there for the last 30-some years, and the Environmental Health News article that was talking about this says that they're still reexamining the status of brominated vegetable oils, but, but it's not a public health priority for the agency at this time. Oh, my goodness. So don't worry Obesity's about it. Obesity's not a priority right now. Well, that's now. the problem because Thyroid both... Thyroid issues, cancer issues. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Mary, yeah. because animal research and Jeez. human studies of this have demonstrated it's toxic, and they have found links to lowered fertility, early puberty onset, and impaired neurological development. And studies have also shown that this bromine builds up inside the body, just like you were talking about with the thyroid. It blocks mm -hmm, the it iodine blocks. receptor sites. Well, it'll build up in the heart, and it builds up in the liver, and it builds up in the fat. And they found out that it may also appear in breast milk. 
And so because of this evidence, a lot of the experts out there are concerned about its use as a flame retardant, which is present in what? Uh, children's pajamas, blankets, mattresses, carpets, etc. Honey, it's not a health priority right now. Well, that, you know, I don't know why I'm getting worked up about this yeah. because the FDA... Or, or no, the, uh, the, the uh, Manufacturers Association, or the FDA. No, the FDA. FDA. Well, it's not a health priority at this particular time. And if that wasn't enough, um, given the high level of soda that they drink, and, and like we talked about there earlier, how much soda drinks are consumed, almost a gallon a week. Now think of that, a gallon a week. There's what, 164 I think there's 164 ounces in a gallon, 32, 32, 32, 32. And uh, no, that's 124 ounces. Yeah, 124 ounces. That's 10 cans of soft drinks a week. Yeah. You, ten can, that's the average, 10 cans of soft drinks a week. You know, and um, we have a high culture of Mormons in our our where we live right now. In Utah. Uh-huh. And one of my patients was telling me that her husband works for the church office building and he drinks coffee actually. Well, we won't say who he is. No. <laughs> and the church, you know, of course, bans coffee for all his members. But he says it's so funny to watch them. All the secretaries go down every morning to the little 7-Eleven around the corner from the church office buildings and fills up these 48 ounces. So of, 64 is the big one now. Is a it? 64 I don't know. ounce container. He says container. they're huge things with Diet Coke, which we're going to talk about in a minute, and bring them back to the church office building where it's, it's legal to have Coke. One more thing I want to add about high fructose corn syrup is they know it causes premature birth. Uh, a recent study that was done in Denmark on 60,000, 60,000 pregnant women found that those who drank the artificially sweetened drinks that, you're, that you just mentioned, whether they were carbonated or not, doesn't matter. If it was artificially sweetened, they were more likely to have a premature birth. And this was printed, published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. And the researchers found that one serving a day of an artificially sweetened drink the women were 38% more likely to give birth before 37 weeks oh, it's supposed of gestation. To be 40 weeks. It's supposed to be 40 weeks. Okay. Those who consumed, consumed four servings, and that's, that is four servings per day, were 78% more likely to have a premature birth. My goodness. And why is that important? Because those last three weeks, the lungs are developing in the baby. The last three weeks of thir- from about 36 the 40th week of gestation, the lungs are getting ready to breathe. A massive excretionary organ yes. in our body. Yes. And all the um, allergies, well, the um, asthma that we have in this country, too. I love what you always say about children and birthing. You say there's never a due date. Yeah, there is no pregnancy due date. Babies come when babies come. Yeah, I always love that. They average around 40 weeks. Yeah. And we know that premature births, babies have a lot of trouble. Yeah. And we know that because of this study of 60,000 pregnant women in Europe, four sweetened drinks a day. Now, these were, uh, these were um, artificially sweetened drinks. And we're going to get to the big artificial sweetener here in a second. Yeah, what do they tell four you? Four of them a day, 78% chance of a premature birth. And what do they tell you when you get, find out you're pregnant? Don't drink wine. Don't drink, don't drink alcohol, don't smoke cigarettes, don't drink alcohol, and they but should. keep eating those Twinkies. <laughs> well, no, the drinks. 
They keep the, they don't have any restrictions on soda pop or no, aspartame. They don't, no, they don't. Yeah, nobody here, says. Here, oh, take, <gasps> take this prenatal vitamin and you'll be just fine. Oh, my I think goodness. I said pope. I meant to say pop. <laughs> oh, all right. Number three. Do you want to say that word? Because I can't say it without getting mad. <laughs> aspartame. Yes, I mean, a hidden schedule two narcotic. Yeah, I put a question mark after that. What? That can't yeah. be right. Well, it is the <laughs> methanol. It is, it, it is labeled as Schedule 2 No, narcotic. no, it's not Schedule 2. Oh, then. it's a hint. I'm saying it possibly could be because of the methanol. There's methanol. This is, wood, this is wood alcohol. This was the poison that we were scared to death in, in eighth grade science. You boys don't go out there and start drinking wood alcohol. Because <laughs> you're out Because cheap. you'll go blind. <laughs> and like I said, I think in a previous podcast, you'll lose the war for the allies in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be out there drinking that stuff. But methanol is in aspartame. And it affects the dopamine system of the brain. Dopamine is the uh, substrate, the precursor of serotonin, the primary neurotransmitter of conscious thought. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is when uh, dopamine is changed in its ability to do its job, it's linked to addictive behaviors. And methanol or, or wood alcohol, as I said there a minute ago, is classified as a severe metabolic poison. So aspartame is what is known as a dipeptide molecule, di meaning two, two proteins. Two amino acids. Two amino acids, aspartic acid and phenylalanine, and those two uh, amino acids are held together by a methanol molecule. And once it gets inside the body, that the methanol is the delivery system for these two amino acids. But you don't need this kind of supplementation of aspartic acid and phenylalanine. You're going to get that in your food anyway. It just turns out that when they were experimenting with this stuff, and aspartame was first in, created for something else, they found out it had a very sweet taste to it. So what you have here is a hidden devil because once it gets in the body, the methanol molecule is freed up. Ooh. And methanol is, it is simply, it is, it's broken down by the enzymes. You have the two amino acids and then you have the methanol and methanol is a schedule two narcotic. What does that mean? Well, schedule two substances have a very high abuse potential and severe um, psychological or, or physical dependence liability. I mean, examples are narcotics, they're amphetamines, barbiturates, Ooh. and prescription. And these are, these are so important, so dangerous, I should say, that Schedule II substances can't have a refill notice. You have to get a new prescription Ooh. if you run out, and it has to be used, it has to be filled within seven days. Wow, you can get all the Diet Coke you want, though. Yeah, and you're encouraged to drink it because it's marketed as a health product because there's no sugar in it. This kills me. This is like fluoride, which is a prescription, and yet they'll put it in our water, and yeah. you can drink all you want. Yeah. So it's the same thing with, with the... Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. Yeah. You can have all the Diet Coke you want, it, yet if you took this substance, this Schedule II narcotic, you would have to have a new prescription. Well, according to... Uh, independent doctors and researchers, aspartame can cause a, a huge range of symptoms included, but not limited to this, because this is what I see in my clinic with aspartame drinkers. Headaches, memory loss, uh, vision loss, depression, seizures, coma, cancer, and worse, it can mimic the symptoms of diseases like multiple sclerosis, lupus, ADD, diabetes, Alzheimer's, uh, Parkinson's. So when, when I have patients coming in complaining of these symptoms, the first question out of my mouth is, 
Are you drinking an artificially sweetened soda? Especially MS patients. Are you chewing aspartame gum? There you go. Or mints, aspartame sweetened yeah. mints. Oh, it's everywhere. You I mean, can't get a sugar-free gum without aspartame. And it can be very dangerous if you're drinking uh, aspartame sweetened diet sodas if you're taking medications or if you eat foods that have MSG in it, which is you know found in tons of packaged foods and it, which induces cravings for carbohydrates, which often you know it's going to take you to more weight gain. So you know so much for the myth of diet and healthy. My advice: never touch anything with aspartame in it again. Ever. Yep. Okay. Um, number four. Sodas are linked to pancreatic cancer. Yes. How do we know that? There's a 14 year study of 60,000 people in Singapore that found that those who consume two or more sweet and soft drinks per week have an 87% higher risk of pancreatic cancer. Say that one more time, a little slower, because this may be the most impactful comment we make in this entire podcast. Those who drink two or more sweet and soft drinks per week. This is not per day. This is per week. Two drinks a week. A week have an 87% higher risk of pancreatic cancer. So for your loved ones out there that won't stop drinking this, get them our Lee enzymes. Yes. Yeah. Get them the life, long life energy life. enzymes on our on our website for so you can at least buffer the effect of that. Published in the journal and I, I, I don't know about you, everybody, but my, my subscription ran out to Cancer Epidemiology Biomarkers and Prevention. <laughs> and this study was uh, created at the University of Minnesota. And it says this, quote, the high levels of sugar in soft drinks may be, maybe, and I, I'll, I'll grant them that, may be increasing the level of insulin in the body, which we think contributes to pancreatic cancer cell growth. There, they can't. Do you know 30, 38,000 people are diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in the United States? 38,000. Yeah, 38,000. And 34,000 die. Will die from it. Did, I didn't know and, that. And the, the research points to what may be the common culprit of all those preventable deaths, sugary, soft drink consumption. And so I have been, for 20 years now, I, you know, on my uh, daily talk show, which I gave up this last May, so I could do this. I've always talked about the dangers of consuming soft drinks and, and the sweetener that's used in most of these beverages still to this day, high fructose corn syrup is linked to diabetes. It's linked to obesity. The phosphoric acid that's in these soft drinks is highly acidic. It strips minerals from your bones and of course promotes osteoporosis. Yeah. And you can it. go online and look at these various videos at YouTube that shows what happens when you put something metal, a penny, or, a a penny or an egg or something like that in some of these drinks and what happens to them over time. Well, it can also cause kidney stones, too, oh, because of that mineral stripping. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, it's poison in a can, I tell you. Well, for those who drink so the, the diet drinks, I mean, the health risk could be even worse because aspartame causes these neurological side effects. And I went through the list there a minute ago, but blindness for crying out loud, <laughs> that's on the warning list. Headaches, impaired cognitive that function. that alcohol again? Well, early dementia is impaired cognitive function. And how, you know, how many people are suffering from Alzheimer's? Are they are they analyzed for their sugar intake? Are they analyzed for their soft drink intake? For the for their for the uh, diet soft the, drink. The diet soft drinks with aspartame. Do they go through any of this stuff? Parkinson's patients are they told by their their neurologist stop drinking artificially sweetened drinks? Yeah, but the beverage industry they deny. 
that there's any well, link between no. soda consumption or ne- any negative health effects. Boy, that the, reminds me of R.J. Reynolds and uh, yeah, the cigarettes. The cigarette people. No, there's no, no relationship. I just want between. you to believe that a liquid sugar <laughs> and pressurized carbon dioxide are good for you, especially that phosphoric, phosphoric acid. acid. But the experience, of course, tells us otherwise. I mean, look at look at the people you know who consume the most soft drinks and ask yourself this simple question. Are they the healthiest people I know? Probably not. Have you seen that new commercial that's on TV of that guy that's sitting at the counter of a uh, fast or of a convenience store and he's he must be 150 pounds overweight and he's sitting there and some of his teeth look really bad and then there's a bunch of these uh, middle school boys running into the store during school break or something like that. And they're picking up these drinks and they're picking up the candy and they're picking up all this sugary stuff. And they go up to the front counter to buy their things. And the one kid in the front of him is holding up this drink and the big giant guy behind the counter says, Oh, that's my favorite drink. I drink that every day. It's part of what I am and who I am. And then you see this look on the kid like, Oh my goodness. What am I, what am I doing to myself? I think that's an excellent commercial. What, what what company put that out? I haven't seen that. Oh, it's it's a it's a local health group. Oh, okay. It's a local health I, group. Think twice, you yeah, know, before you start. It wasn't Coke. No, no, it wasn't Coca Cola. It wasn't no, Nestle. They, they had it these wasn't the Mars Candy Company. Drinking, that's right. Drinking Coke. So yeah. I mean, experience just tells you otherwise. And, and and you know, if you've been drinking soda for years, uh, look at the people around you, or if not diabetes, obesity, kidney stones, maybe even pancreatic cancer. That's the dementia that scares me. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lady that had been drinking Diet Coke for 35 years, and um, her hand was already shaking. Yeah. Um, At 35, the neurological damage. Five years old? She was 35 years old. She'd been drinking Diet Coke since she was like 13. Oh, And she said, I drink gallons of this. Yes. She's probably way over the national average. Yeah. Well, it's not unusual going through the supermarket and seeing a, a basket come by that's got three, four, uh-huh. 12 packs, 24 Diet packs Coke. of Diet Coke. Yeah, and she was on three, count them, three psychotropic drugs. Yeah. And for a pregnant woman drinking just four of those a day? Yeah, four. Not just. 78. 78% chance of a premature birth. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Okay, and the other fifth reason is just carbonation. It stretches your stomach, it causes hunger, and thus obesity. Yes. So... So what are we going to do about it? What do we suggest? (laughs) Well, I decided to go online and search for a soda detox plan. Oh, good, because we need to offer that. Well, we're putting one together with supplementation and some other things to make it super easy to get off. Well, fairly easy to get off I'm walking all over you, sweetie, and I'm sorry. (laughs) And I found this stupid Dr. Oz four-week soda detox plan. I mean, stupid. And and Oprah has it on her site, too. How's it work? Oh, you won't believe this. Well, tell me. A four-week plan. Okay. Week one, switch to diet soda. <laughs> okay. That, that's a better thing. And it says, those already drinking diet soda were congratulated. Oh, my goodness. I know. All the air just left the room. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So week one, just switch to diet soda. Wow. This is how you come off of soda. Week two, this is their advice. Take ibuprofen for the headache. <laughs> <laughs> because they're not getting caffeine anymore. Well, no, they are. I mean, they're just switched to diet soda. It still oh, has caffeine. Course. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, really? Well, anything else besides just taking ibuprofen? Yeah, then they said to eat whole grain cereal, of course. 
whole grain, you know, to get you fatter, to fatten you up for something, the kill, I don't know. Whole grain cereal, chickpeas and spinach. Okay, that's week two. Take ibuprofen for the headache. Well, maybe chickpeas and spinach are hidden ingredients of some of these soft drinks, so it's easier to get off of them if you eat chickpeas and you spinach. You know the things you learn on Dr. Oz. Holy I smoke. don't know. Week three. I'm ready. Just, <laughs> just tell You're me. You're reading ahead. I can't you wait know. for week three. <laughs> just cut your soda consumption in half. Well, heavens. Just do it. See, that, that should so have been once week I get one. The, so once I get a week of chickpeas... <laughs> Whole grain cereal and spinach. And diet soda. Now, and diet soda. Now I just cut it in half. cut it in half. I cut the diet soda in half. He does add, though, drink carbonated water with added squeezed juice like lemons or limes or drink coconut water instead. He should have put the ibuprofen in this one because if they cut the soda consumption. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then week four. Guess what week four is? Um, Just quit. Just quit drinking that drinking sodas. Just quit drinking them. That's week four. You're just quit. Me. That's what it says. Just quit drinking sodas. Well, why don't they just make that week one? Well, it, <laughs> well, it, they, he gives you a little help. He says chew gum for cravings. But not aspartame gum. No. Oh, oh he doesn't say. He just said chew gum for cravings. No, because see, aspartame is not a non-issue because they tell you to switch to Diet Coke or at least diet sodas. Well, I have to admit that if you can go over a four-week period like this and stop drinking soft drinks and end up chewing gum for cravings, <laughs> you're probably better off. But I think our soda detox program is a little healthier than this. <laughs> that was stunning. Okay. Well, what about energy drinks? Well, that's I was. we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, you can classify them as sodas, I think, somewhat. But they're very, very dangerous because they're not regulated. And you can die from the amount of caffeine and other herbal concoctions that they have in there. Um, there was a, uh, let's see, monster drink, a 14-year-old girl. Where was she? Somewhere. She's in another country. Oh, I've lost it. Anyway, um, 14-year-old girl who went into cardiac arrest in December 2011 after drinking two 24-ounce monster drinks with her friends at a mall. In 2012, her mother lodged a lawsuit against Monster Corporation with their bright colors and names like Monster, Rockstar, and Full Throttle. These drinks are targeting teenagers with no oversight or accountability. Her goal is to have the FDA regulate these drinks and ban sales to minors. But these sales have gone from $9 billion in 2009 to $12.5 billion in 2012 wow. and are predicted to hit a whopping $21.5 billion by 2017. Mike, $21.5 billion by yeah, 2017. they're going to buy out some congressmen. And the thing is, they're just soft drinks with caffeine in them. Or, yeah. gua, or guarana or guarana or whatever it's, it is. Generally, it takes about 5 to 10 grams of caffeine to cause death. But with age and weight and medical conditions or drug and alcohol use, it can bring that threshold way down. So, um, But wow. there's no oversight. According to the journal Pediatrics, children, especially those with cardiovascular, renal, that's kidney, or liver disease, seizures, diabetes, mood and behavioral disorders, or hyperthyroidism, 
or those who take certain medications may be at a higher risk for adverse events from energy drink consumption. So this little 14-year-old girl, she did suffer some problems. She had mitral valve collapse, myocardial fibrosis, and a connective tissue disease known as... Ehlers-Danlos. I have patients with Ehlers-Danlos. Yeah. I've never heard of that. But they weren't warned of any of the special dangers by the doctors. No, but we're warning you. Yep, that's so what this show's about. So if any of your kids have any of those, you know, let them know there's consequences for this. You think it's just not a So sum this drink. up, Mary. Sum it up. Okay. Um, the many ingredients in the soft drinks are toxic to human, specifically high fructose corn syrup, brominated oils, aspartame, and even the carbonation. And if we add up all the symptoms here, we're talking about lowered fertility, obesity, diabetes, early puberty onset, kidney stones, pancreatic cancer, impaired neurological development, the displacement of iodine, which will cause thyroid dysfunction, which will lead to obesity and weight gain, memory loss, vision loss, depression, seizures, seizures, coma, cancer, and the mimicking symptoms of diseases like MS, lupus, ADD, diabetes, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's. Wow. All from soft drinks. Yeah, it's really crazy. We thought smoking was bad for us. So if I am going to give up soft drinks, what do I turn to? Well, first you're going to download our soda detox protocol that's a whole lot better than Dr. Oz's. (laughs) Just quit. (laughs) Just quit. Stop it. Stop it. Chew gum, chew gum. Yeah. <laughs> and eat that cereal. Okay, alternatives. A great alternative, which I've helped many patients get off of soft drinks, is go buy kombucha. Kombucha. Kombucha, or make it. You can, you can make it yourself. Yeah, a lot of people make kombucha. Um, because the reason I tell them to do this, because it's carbonated. So it's a little, you know, it's a little easier to get off of a soda drink. But yes. the kombucha has such incredible probiotics in it. Um, it actually feeds you. Not, you know, the carbonation, you know, I, I'm not. I've, found, I've seen where people have gone from carbonated soft drinks to kombucha where they don't need as much kombucha as they were drinking soft drink and it's still satisfied. Yeah, that's cool. Um, we also recommend apple cider vinegar drinks. Bragg's brand is what we use and they have all different flavors from grape, apple cider vinegar to cranberry to cinnamon ginger, some really cool This is actually a healthy drink. Yeah, and it's not carbonated. And then I just tell people to switch to iced tea, sweetened with honey or stevia. Organic teas. Mm -hmm. Any teas. You know, the herbal teas, um, you know, it's a whole food, okay? Soda is not a food. Yeah. So switch switch to an iced tea. And then kefir. Um, Our son loves those little teeny, they're expensive, but... Um, those little teeny kefir drinks in the store. Yes. He'll grab those and take for his lunch instead of, you know, a soda pop or whatever. Um, now, here's the big oh, thing. this is it. We don't recommend fruit juices in the place at Entirely all. too much sugar. Yeah, even fresh squeezed um, fruit juices. I mean, that's why kids just suck down orange juice like there's no tomorrow. It's full of sugar. Half of the sugar in orange juice is sucrose. Yeah. Cane sugar. Um, in... Fruits and fruit juices are not only high on the glycemic index, but they're loaded with fructose. And 
in all but small quantities, fructose greatly stresses yes. the liver and pancreas. Yes, it does. And it contributes to diabetes and many other blood sugar disorders. It's also, of course, been linked to pancreatic cancer. Steve Jobs. Boy, this is the Jobs is the poster child of what we're talking pancreatic about. Pancreatic cancer. Steve Jobs suffered from a type of pancreatic cancer known as the IL cells. Islet cells carcinoma, which originates in the insulin-secreting beta cells. Now, fructose in Jobs, Steve Jobs' fruit-heavy diet likely contributed to this cancer. And it's also supported by evidence in November 2007, the issue of the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, which concluded there was evidence for a greater pancreatic cancer risk with a high intake of fruit and juices, but not with a high intake of sodas. Yeah, in other words, the healthy, the so-called healthy juices mm-hmm. uh, regularly drunk by Steve Jobs may have been even worse Far than the worse. soft drinks that he rejected in place of the fruit oh, juices. Oh, yeah, he was a health nut. He wouldn't drink soft drinks. No, he'd only drink, and he drank a tremendous amount of fruit juices. In the August 2010 issue of Cancer Research, Dr. Anthony Healy of the Johnson Cancer Center and director of the Pituitary Tumor and Neuroendocrine Program at UCLA proposed that all of that, that all that fructose created an aberrant fructose metabolism, not just aberrant glucose from table sugar, but from fruit sugar might have been involved in the pathogenesis or the creation of his pancreatic cancer. Because it seems that fructose provides the raw material that cancer cells prefer to use to make their DNA they need to divide and proliferate. Yeah, and you know, in the Apple's campuses, they have fruit juices, you know, everywhere. No soda. Yeah. No, they don't have soda. They have the fruit juices. Um, So Steve Jobs' brand of vegetarian... Veganism. Excuse me. He was not a vegetarian. He was a vegan. Included massive amounts of fruit juice and with, you know, of course, the dangerous load of fructose in it. So, um, so all sugars, you know, including fructose, the fruit sugar vegans believe is super healthy. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it overwhelms the body's ability to process it because it upsets the mineral balance in the body. It interferes with calcium and magnesium absorption. It can lead to a whole host of health problems, including kidney stones. Indeed, there is so much research now available linking high consumption of fruit juices by children to higher incidence of kidney stones. I mean, 20 years ago, kids? you never you never heard of kids with kidney stones. Kids get But kidney now they're getting them as early as kindergarten age, and that whole thing was blown up heavy in the New York Times. Really? Do yep. you, have you known any kids that have kidney stones? No. My, oh, I can't say who, but I know somebody <laughs> okay. that's in their early 20s. And has had, I think, five different incidences of kidney stones in their early 20s. I, that's the youngest I've heard of. But this New York Times article says they're as early as kindergarten? Yes. Wow. So, to sum it up, soda drinks are about as dangerous as they taste sweet. In other words, the sweeter they are, the more dangerous they are. High fructose corn syrup makes you stupid, and brominated oils lead to thyroid deficiencies and massive endocrine problems. Aspartame leads to addiction, and carbonation leads to obesity. So, you've also learned to replace soda with kombucha, herbal teas, apple cider vinegar drinks, or kefir, or... And you might want to try this one out if you're not familiar with it. Adam's Ale. Water, H2O. The best water on the planet is clean well water. 
So after everything we've covered, you're probably thinking, okay, Jack and Mary, but how do I stop this delicious habit? Well, we've got your back. <laughs> Head over to ForbiddenDoctor.com slash 41. That's the number of this podcast, 41. ForbiddenDoctor.com slash 41. And grab your soda detox protocol right now. And even if you start tomorrow or next week, grab it now. So when you decide to get clean, <laughs> you'll have it at hand. So don't forget ForbiddenDoctor.com slash 41. The soda detox protocol. I'm going there right now myself. <laughs> I want to see what this is. It's a secret. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Forbidden Doctor podcast with Dr. Jack and Mary Stockwell. It's our pleasure to join you on your health revolution and look forward to our quest for health together. Join us again next week for more health secrets and forbidden truths about self-healing. Until then, visit ForbiddenDoctor.com and enter your email to receive a special coupon for the Forbidden Doctor Special Scientific Formula, our long-life energy enzymes. This custom-made one-capsule supplement is created from the most concentrated energy-stimulating enzymes. For more information, be sure to head over to ForbiddenDoctor.com. These podcasts are provided for information only. The previous statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Nothing that was said is intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.